0: Looks like I'm gonna be preaching over here, Deborah. No, you're fine. So, everybody sit over here tonight, and <laughs> that would be all right. You st- that's there. You go. More room for the angels. Amen. <sighs> Hallelujah. Listen, it's good to see everybody. Um, I got my mask right here. So, um, so the the governor's mandate on on masks, okay, is is that they want you to wear them everywhere you go. I know there's some constitutionality questions about it right now. And uh, legally they they're not making the church wear them. But what we're thinking is this. It's uncomfortable, but you wear it when you come in and sit down. Right. At least you're helping protect anybody else that may have it. Or or if you have it and don't know about it, you're protecting. Once you sit down in your chair, if you want to leave it on, leave it on. As long as you don't leave your your space. If you get up to go anywhere else, you have to put your mask back on, right? And let's just do it that way, you know. Uh, and, and part of it is is because, again, they're not making us in a church wear them. Okay, that's from the governor himself. I have text messages from his office. His office says something totally different. <laughs> so, but from the governor himself, we don't have to wear them in the church, but we might as well get used to wearing them a little bit anyways because everywhere else you go, you're supposed to have them. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's not going to kill us to wear them in and out of the building. You know uh, i'm i'm just be honest i don't agree with them at all i'm just doing it to help somebody else because like jonathan was telling me um he uh, there's, there's a one of their co-workers in a whole nother parish positive on it with zero symptoms at all no symptoms at all and and this person could be spreading it so let's just protect ourselves you know and let's protect somebody else in case you cough mm-hmm. and that's like deborah we asked her to sit back over there so that if i'm up here i'm further away because i get loud sometimes i to spit on her you know and uh <laughs> Uh, so, but again, you know, let's just keep, hey, let's just keep doing the wise things. Let's just keep doing the wise things. Um, as tiring as it is, I'm, I'm like you, I'm tired of dealing with all this stuff, but let's just keep doing the wise things. Let's keep protecting ourselves. Let's watch ourselves when we go, you know, out and about because we don't want to get it and bring it back in here and have to shut all this down. All right, Sister Minnie will tell you all about having to stay home for a couple of weeks. It ain't fun, is it? And if you look on her Facebook page, you'll see all these pictures. She's been cleaning the house. So if you want a clean house, go quarantine for two weeks. Jesus. <laughs> so we don't want to do all that. So, hey, we're going we're gonna to pray tonight, and we're going to do some worship, and uh, we're going to allow the Lord to speak to us. Amen. So let me move my way up here. i start putting my ears on so I don't forget like I normally do. So we thank you for letting us be here tonight. We thank you for your, your presence. Lord, even in the midst of a, a pandemic or any anything that people want to call it, we know you're still in charge, God. We know you're still on the throne. Nothing has changed in, in in the universe for you. And we still follow you and we still submit our our will to you, our mind, will, and emotions we have submitted to you. So, Lord, we pray that tonight as we gather together that you would be here in our midst as you said that you would. But, Lord, we need a fresh touch tonight. We need a, a fresh touch in our body that continues to, to just kill off anything that the enemy is trying to bring upon us spiritually or even physically Lord we thank you for for just all your blessings and all that you're doing watching over us here I know we have people at home the people that are traveling and Lord just continue to protect them as they travel and and we just but we just want to say we love you tonight we're excited about what you're doing in the church even in the midst of all this and we say this all in Jesus name amen let's stand up tonight We're going to worship. We're going to have a little fun tonight at least. At least for the first song. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Your other boys ain't here. No, he's not here, is he? Yeah. He loves this song. (laughs)
1: surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. To lie. Come on,
0: you might need it tonight
1: I love so bold to see a revolution somehow Now I'm lost in surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. My God, not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. My God, not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. My God, not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. we the same. I am my God, not dead. Surely a
0: Praise. hallelujah.
1: This is home. will be
2: overflow in your life you got to let it you can't be a pessimist or an optimist your cup's not half full half empty you want it to overflow that's the whole point you should pray that that cup breaks so there's no bottom to that cup it comes out because you want it to overflow your heart should always overflow with the love of God always even when it's road rage your heart should always love and have overflow with God's love I'm not one to be mad with road rage I'm not Someone cuts me off. I'm like, you probably could have died. That I'm, I don't get mad at them. That's not. It's not really who I am. Because I let God overflow in my life. I gave. I made that decision. Overflow in my life. I want Him to overflow in my life. You need to want Him to overflow in your life. So maybe it'll overflow from your life into your family's life, and then into their family's life once they have one, and into their friends' life. It's a river, it flows. Someone's gonna step in and you better hope they get taken away with it. Because I wanna get taken away with that river. Because that river's gonna take me places I never thought I could go. It's gonna take me higher than a plane ever could. It's gonna take me places where God is gonna use me, where I can reach people who no one ever could have reached because I relate with them. They hear it because I say it in a way that they understand it. You should want to overflow like that Yeti cup. You don't want it to overflow, but you just want your heart to overflow. It needs to overflow with the love of God. If you understand what I'm saying, let him overflow in your life. It's like a kettle. It whistles. Take the lid off. Take it off the burner.
1: Let
2: let your heart overflow. Your heart burst with the love of God. It's like my dad told that story was on the line to check out. The guy was trying to buy beer behind him and couldn't because he felt the love of God. He felt so convicted. I want that. I want people to feel convicted when I'm around. I don't want people to say, oh, well, I shouldn't have said that when I'm around you. you should. If you're not going to say it, don't say it at all. Just because I'm around don't mean don't say it. I want people to feel the love of God when I walk into a room because I want to be used so much by God. I want them to feel it. If you want that, you need to want it. you don't want it, you're not going to get it. you got to beg your father for it. That's what I do. Beg your father for that. Because if you want it, you'll get it. That's how our God is. If we truly want it, he'll supply it to us. If he supplies our needs. That's what he does. But you have to let him... the conviction I want the casino to feel the conviction I want the whole state to feel it but we have to start letting God overflow in our lives for it to overflow across the nation let God overflow in your life I want to see it, I want to see it now let him overflow now please let him overflow that's how it needs to be that's how God wants it to be the prophets of old they let god overflow and you see the people that happened what they did people saw them that's that guy that's the guy who heals people who prays for people and it happens because they had that faith and they let god use them so much that it happened please let it happen i want to see it i pray that it happens and i know a lot of you want to see it he wants to see it let it happen someone has to be a light in the world. Churches all across the nation are like that. They want it to see it happen and that's how revivals break out. They see it happen. We call our Sunday service Revival Sundays because that's what we want here. He, he can agree with me. We want revival in our life every day of the week, not just on Sunday. It starts in the church and it spreads like a wildfire and it overflows from every heart. From Cindy all the way to Miss Deborah. That's how it does. Let the fire burn in your life or it never will. You put out the fire, don't put out that fire. Please
1: don't put out that fire. Stay here, asleep to how you're moving. I can't stay here, complacent anymore. I can't stay. vor dir.
0: praise tonight, hallelujah, hallelujah, come on, we got to praise him better than that tonight, Jesus, hallelujah, turn and high five somebody in the spirit, all right, did you high five three people in the spirit, okay, more than three people, hallelujah, so listen, so I'm going to kind of, well, let me get a little bit of water here real quick. Turn your Bible over to 1 Samuel. I'm going to kind of give you a precursor of where we're going Sunday. This is going to get you ready for Sunday. While well, I grab a little water? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. This is where we're going to go for Sunday. I'm going to give you a little bit of it now, and then I'm going to build on it some more uh, on Sunday. But I just want to, I want us to look at this story. This is Goliath, David and Goliath. And uh, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know about you guys right now, but. God keeps showing me things in the scripture and how they apply to today differently than, than the way I've applied them in the past, even. You know, it's it's great. I love it. That's because it's alive, you know. Uh, yeah. The best-selling book of all time, the one that they never want to talk about. Hmm. Look at 1 Samuel 17, chapter, I mean, uh, verse 1, chapter 17, verse 1. Watch this. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Sokah in Judah. They pitched camp. Yeah, I love these words. Hephas, damim, between Sokah and Ezekah. Yeah. Saul and the Israelites, he is the king, assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line and meet the Philistines. Look where we're at here. Verse 3. The Philistine occupied one hill and the Israelites another. With the valley between them, A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistines' camp. His height was six cubits in a span. And it explains who he is. He had a bronze helmet on his head, wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves. A bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him glad stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel look at this why do you come out and line up for battle And I just want to stop right there for a moment why do you come out and line up for battle now most of us know this story most of us know this story but just they're on one hill they're on one hill and there's a valley in the middle and they're gonna have a war but the Philistines are wanting to fight it a little bit differently so they send their champion down to the bottom so he's down here by himself looking at, well, his armor bearer, and he's, you know, yelling out at them. And, and I've kind of pictured this story as, yep, he's back out there again. <laughs> I ain't going down there. <laughs> <That's>, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and, and and this is a big guy. Now, there's some questions theologically or historically on how big he really was. But either way, this is a big guy, okay? Big, big guy. But, but look, why do you come out and line up ag- against me for battle? That's his question. Like, like, yeah, I dare you even come out like you're gonna do something. I want you to look at that today. You look at the world right now with, with this virus. And and I'm going to twist it around a little bit just to kind of, I just need you to see what I keep seeing. And the world is sitting back there. What do you mean you're going to go to church? There's a virus that's killing people. Do you have any clue? And here's where most of us are at. I see it. There's that virus. Now, I'm not saying it don't kill people. Right. I'm not saying that its death rate is way less than the flu. And we're hiding its contagion rate is way less than the flu and we're hiding. But but what's happened is, is that we, the church, is hid. Does our Bible say that he's the God that healeth thee? Then why aren't we out praying for the sick to be healed? Because we got to put our masks on so we don't get anybody sick. I'm, I'm being a little facetious with it, but I need you to see what I'm seeing right here. The enemy is standing out there laughing, saying, huh, a little virus, and I got them all hiding at home. Now, that doesn't mean that there's some people that do have, a, you know, legitimate reasons to wear a mask and to be at home. I'm not saying none of that. But these same people hide out at home from the flu, right? You see what I'm saying? It's the same thing. This isn't different to them. But what I'm questioning is, is, is us as the body of Christ, why are we hiding from something like this? I, I, I read posts every day, and it just hurts, you know, a, a, about the fact that, oh, well, man, we've only got about 20% of our church even come back. Are they on vacation? Are they down in Florida? <laughs> on the beach? Yeah. Yeah. H- have we become so complacent that we're willing to stay home in our PJs? <laughs> Let me find me a good church service today. Thou shalt not. No, I don't want to listen to that guy. Thou shalt not. That's you're gonna be blessed in 2020. That's my guy right there. Have we got to that point? I'm sorry, I can't get there. Because What I see is the world, the demonic forces lining up against the church and the church is hiding behind. Again, we're asking you to wear a mask when you come in. We're not saying any of that. What I'm saying is spiritually, you know what I keep hearing? And and I know I've mentioned this to people and I want to make sure they understand me. You know what I keep hearing from people is, brother, we just need to pray harder. We need to pray harder. We need to pray harder. Brother, we've been praying hard. We've been fasting. We've been praying. We've been coming together. We've been doing everything. If my people will repent, and if my people will, we've been doing that. A- at what point are we gonna we gonna be like little David and said, "What y'all looking at? It's a virus over there. It's a virus." <laughs> David's like, "Where? What are you doing? Letting this thing defile our living God?" You see, this is the whole thing. Spiritually, the enemy is coming in saying, I'm going to destroy the church in America. I'm going to divide. I listened to a guy, and I'm telling you, it stirred me too as I listened to this, this African American preacher talking about the fact how spiritually, spiritually, it is trying to destroy the African American church today. The, the division and the racism that's going on is trying to divide and destroy the African American church. And I'm sitting here thinking, I thought it was all about Black Lives Matters because of you know, the police department, and he's like, it's way bigger than that. This is just one little piece the enemy's using, and he starts explaining all of this stuff that's been systematically going through the church for years, and I'm like, wow. We got to stop looking at what's going on around us. We got to stop looking at the tags and, and all the things and start paying attention spiritually what's going on, because if all we ever do is get on our knees and say, Jesus, help us instead of getting up on our feet and saying devil get out of here get out you don't belong in my house though he slay me yet will i trust him well what if you get sick with the covid though he s- get me sick i'll trust him i don't care i'm going to follow what my god said because i'm tired of hiding behind look at the rest i am not a philistine are you not the servants of saul am i not a philistine am i not the enemy And aren't you the servants of Saul, right? Choose you a man and have him come down here. If he is able to fight, look, if he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your servants. Think about this for a second. The whole battle is going to be fought with one person on each side. The whole battle is going to be fought with one person on on each side. And as we get down, I don't want to jump ahead too much. Let's keep reading. If he's able to fight and kill me, verse 9, we will become your servants, your subjects. But if I overcome and heal him, you will become our subjects and, our serve, and serve us. Look 10. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. The governor of California just canceled all church. Period. Cannot meet in any building. Cannot meet in any building. In the, in the United States of America, yes yes and they're gonna sit back and let it happen they're gonna sit back and let it happen we're gonna sit back and let him defy our God do not forsake the assembling of yourself together but we run and hide again I'm not t- Look, we moved our chair six feet we bought a six hundred dollar de- uh, disinfectant fogger to make sure people are safe I'm not talking about being foolish but we've gone way above and beyond, I guarantee you, than the casino and than anywhere else is doing. But look at the next line, verse 11. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul, look at it, and all the Israelites were dismayed with terror. Weren't we the people that said, though he slay me, I will trust him? God, I'll go into the fire for you. Weren't we the people six months ago or a year ago The church of the living God saying, you know, like Sandy Hook, well, if they put a gun to my head and say denounce Jesus or die, I'm just going to die. But now we're all hiding at home for something like this. We're bowing down. We're bowing down to what what the world tells us we have to do that's not even constitutional, and nobody's fighting it. We're just sitting there letting it happen. And, guys, we can't. Because it's one of the things that the brother said on a conference call yesterday. The freedoms we give up today, we will not get back tomorrow. The freedoms we give up today, we will not get back tomorrow. And we're going to continue to preach the gospel. We're going to continue to help the world. We're going to continue to reach the lost. None of that is changed. We just have to be smart in how we do it now. We have to be smart in how we do it now. We have to find other ways of connecting with people and loving on people other than knocking on doors because we can't do that anymore. But we are not going to sit here and say that we're terrified and we're dismayed. We cannot. The world needs the church. America needs its church. Prayer and fasting is where it starts. But at some point, somebody's got to get up off the floor and say, I'll go fight him. I'll go fight him. Yeah, Sure we will. You got up yet? No, I'm going to fight him tomorrow. I'm going to pray some more. (laughs) I'm going to fast some more. Can I tell you, I remember watching a miracle happen in church one week. We had a little baby. I don't know what, maybe a year old. Yeah, John Burke, he, he's ministered here before. We got to church that morning. He said, I need you all to just be in prayer. Okay, no fellowship and just being, start praying. Okay, Chloe, right, what was her name? The baby couldn't open her eyes. They could do this, she could see. They let go, do this. She had no control of her eyelids. She had been to the doctor. They would given her medicine, different things through the week. And now they're like, we've got to bring her back to the hospital. We don't know what's going on. New parents, you know, their baby. What do they do? Can you bring her by the church so we can pray with her first? He put two chairs up front. He set her up there with the parents. And we prayed. And we prayed. And her eyes popped open. And she started running around. Yes. She started running around. So as the worship went on, she's running around. As the preaching went on, she ran around. Somebody said, don't you mess with her. This is her day today. You leave her alone. But he asked us this question the next service. How many of you had fasted enough for that miracle to happen today? How many of you had prayed enough? How many of you had studied enough word? How many of you had been to college enough to see that miracle happen? He said, none of us were ready for that. Why? it presented itself, we had to step in. What are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? We can stay in the building and, and preach and pray all day long, but there's got to become a point where the army gets up and goes. If all they ever do is train, are they any good? You know, there's some history movies that, uh, that we watch sometimes about some different history groups of special forces and all. And uh, there's this one particular group that's really never been tried but yet they're supposed to be the best ever i totally disagree they've never been tried you can say they're the greatest all day long but they've never faced it they've practiced it and it's time the church stops practicing and becomes who they're supposed to be right we're supposed to get out there we're supposed to find people listen my my weeks here lately have been be very interesting and how I've been able to minister to people. Y'all, y'all know I went and did a wedding last night at 9.30? I got to minister to some people last night in a wedding. I loved it. You know why? Because I know the people already. And we did a wedding. And it gives me a, a connection point now where I can continue to tell them about the love of Christ. They're great people. But now I've got a connection in a way I didn't have before. And they know. But I'm going to keep telling about Jesus. That's just who I am. It's not going to change. Right? Why? Because I care for them. I care for them. We got to get up and get out there and start doing something or they're going to tell us that we can't have church either. They're going to tell us that we can no longer meet. What are we, in China? I'm in America. They're not going to tell me I can't. I'm still being safe. Still doing all that stuff. But are we going to bow down in terror against Goliath I tell you, what, what, really, what really amazed me about this story, and I'm getting ahead of myself for Sunday, but that's okay. I'll go back over it again with the rest of the people who are here. Y'all just going to get it twice. Y'all get to eat it twice. Double dose. Is King Saul let David go out there and fight. This little dude, the handsome sheep herder that had never been proven in battle. The king actually put his armor on him. And he said, I can't fight and all that. I need my staff and the stones. And the king okayed him to go out and fight, knowing that if he lost, they had had to surrender. He let him do it. I'm like, how does the king of the greatest nation on the planet with the strongest army, right? They could have just wiped out the Philistines. He said, bro, we're not playing by your rules. We're playing by ours. But they didn't. So number one, it was, I'm really getting ahead, but that's okay. Number one, they played by the enemy's rules, not by God's rules. And then number two, he sent somebody out there, <laughs> which was the only guy with faith anyways in the camp, right? He was, he was the guy, he was the, what, what's those, those people that bring the food to pl- places now? Huh? No, yeah, the waiter app and all that, that's all David was. He was bringing the food to his, you know, to, to his brothers. Yeah. And then you know what else I found interesting? Daddy said, bring this cheese to the commander. Think about that. Why? Was he bringing the commander some extra cheese so maybe he wouldn't put his kids on the front line? (laughs) I'm like, why bring the commander cheese? Right? Why did Saul allow David to go fight the battle? Ah, Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me. But the problem is, is when we try to fight this thing their way, we're not going to win. When we fight it his way, we win every time. Every single time. Yeah, but what if it kills me? You still win. Ain't that right, Amelia? You still win. Do I want to go home early? No. But I win no matter what. And what about the, al- the lives that I affect around me? Look at it. Man, I'm really getting ahead, but it, whatever. Look at the people that followed David later. <laughs> because he stood up when nobody else would. The little sheep boy, the shepherd. But when he, went, when he became king later on, those sim- same guys were following him, and they'd die for him. Why? Because they knew he'd stand right out in front and fight. And they knew what he stood for. What do we stand for? We're the ones who say our Jesus died on the cross and got up out of a grave and he heals people and we're hiding. And they say, don't touch people because you may get sick. You got to stay six feet away. Well, that's why we put our bowl up here, our disinfectant liquid, so we could still anoint people with oil because we believe it works. Yeah, but can I do that out in town? Well, if you need some anointing oil, we'll get you some and just get you some hand sanitizer. And if you're that worried about, put your mask on, clean your hands and anoint them with oil and pray for them and clean your hands when you're done. Who cares? Put you some gloves on, throw them away. But the days of hiding in the building are over with because they're trying to shut our buildings down. And what are we going to do next? I tell you what we're going to do next. We're going to go home and the church of America will die and the church of China will thrive even though they can't have church. You know why? Because they figured out something that we forgot a long time ago. They fight over one page of this thing. You'll have a whole house church with one page of the word of God and they will devour it for weeks until they can pass it on to somebody else and get another page. They believe what they read. They believe what they read. We have done forgot about it. We can't even remember why we serve Jesus anymore. We just know we get up on Sunday mornings and come to church. That's just who we are. That's what we do. We've got to get back to who we are. The church, the greatest army on the face of the planet, the greatest army in history that refuses to draw its sword. Yes. Sure, hold on, I'm going to hold this.
1: The reason I want to say this one thing is these pages of the Bible in China were probably brought in by one of ours,
0: Brother Ron Paul. That's right. Yes. I actually have some of it. Brother Ron Paul was a missionary. He he's gone to be with the Lord now. He won. <laughs> he won. I've got one of his Bibles in the back that he used to smuggle into China that he was basically put in prison numerous times for. And I talked to a Chinese missionary, and they're still passing those Bibles around today. Some of the seeds our brother planted. Our brother planted this church. Guys, we got to get back into the word and not just sit there and read it and try to figure it out before we do anything with it. The days of of the four-year college are done. It's time to get up and go. It's time to get up and be busy. It's time to get up and fight and fight and say, devil, you're not doing that here. And when you walk into the store, say, devil, don't mess with me in this place. You're not going to put no virus on me. Does that mean that I might not get sick? You still may get sick. I'm being honest with you. But it don't matter. It's about the work of the Father. Have we forgot the work of the Father? You see, I keep going back and forth because I want you to understand it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Do I want to go around people if I think I'm sick? No. I don't want to pass it to anybody. I don't want anybody to get this. I don't. Because I love people. I care for people. But we got to stop hiding, guys. we got to stop hiding. Because the enemy is just laughing. He's just yay yang out there. Like, look at that. They hiding, they hiding. I heard a pastor on, online, he's done said it. I refuse to go all online again. I am done. I don't care what they say in my state. We are not stopping services. Listen, I know that there's a hundred different voices out there all saying 99 different things. Who knows what's true anymore? Wash your hands, put a mask on and keep going. Because if the mask works, why you got to social distance? If social distance works, why we got to have a mask? You know what? We're going to do both of them and still hand wash our hands. And then let's just keep going and pray for people. You can pray for people with a mask. You can fight the battles with a mask. It doesn't matter. But the days of just sitting at home praying are done. We cannot afford that anymore. And you listen online, the same thing. You can't sit there at home anymore. Well, well brother, we just got to have more prayer meetings. You need to get up and stop praying so much. Pray while you fight. I don't know about you, but if I was in the middle of a sword fight, I'd be doing a whole lot of praying. If I was in the middle of a gunfight, I'd be doing a whole lot of praying. I heard this many years ago, and Cookie could probably, probably contested it. There is no atheist in a foxhole. <laughs> I heard that from a guy from, from uh, World War II. He told us straight out. He said, son, there is no atheist in a foxhole. Everybody's praying in the middle of the battle. Everybody's praying. So listen, just just don't don't misunderstand. Prayer is important, but I'm just so tired of hearing that that's all we need to do. If my people will pray, if my people will repent, we have been doing that. It's time to get up and fight the battle. It's time to get and kick the devil out of this place. I'm not trying to be mythical about anything, and and I'm just saying it's time, guys. It's time. Because if we don't turn it around now, we're going to end up losing the rights we have in this nation. And and I heard another a preacher releasing a, 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 some things that God showed him. And, and there is an attack against the very foundations of our nation and the foundations of this nation. I don't care what they say. The foundations of this nation were the word of God. Were there a lot of wrong things back? Yes, there was. There was slavery. There was murder. They, they did a lot of bad things. There was a lot of wars and things. But it was still, it was the foundation of of freedom of religion why they founded this nation. The wrongs that happened on top of that are the wrongs that need to be dealt with. But the very foundation of our nation, we are not a Christian nation anymore. We have tried to kill that for many years. But we've got to fight it right now. So tonight, I just want to energize you. I want to encourage you. Go fight the battle. I know Cindy's been fighting it over at her place. Man, she's been fighting it over there and just fighting it over there. And the enemy's attacking and she's fighting over there. It's just constant. She's constantly texting me and telling me. You know, and I know there's probably some others, but I don't have all the text messages. You know, Cindy texted me, her or Jose won. So, guys, listen, we come to church. We get energized. We get into the flow, right, like the, the river. When we worship, man, we, we worship and we let that fresh presence wash over us to energize us to do what? To go back out and fight some more. We go back out and fight some more. Holy Ghost gives us, gives us some marching orders. We come to church and get that steroid shot of the Holy Ghost and we go out and fight some more. That's our job. That's what we do. And if all we want to do is sit in a chair and listen to somebody else talk or flip the channel and grow complacent, we've done a lost. Put in lost, guys. Can't live fear. I don't know about you, but I, I want to have something to, to leave to my kids. Right? I want to I see this nation continue. Do I want it to be better than it is today? Yeah, I do. There's problems. But the church has got to stand up and start saying something. And you know what? Not allow the world to push us down anymore. Because like I said before, yeah, I heard somebody say this. What we bow down to on the way to the top of the mountain will control us when we get there. We cannot bow down on the way up. We all want to be in the presence of God and all of this, but we're we're not trying to help anybody get there. It's time. It's time to be about the Father's business. It's time to get up off our knees and fight the battle. Yeah, we fight our knees in the spirit, but they call this the, the sword of the spirit for a reason. And if all you ever do is keep it in your sheath, you're not really doing much with it. Right? That's why I heard somebody say, church is the army that's got the sword and they won't even use it. So listen, I want to pray for us tonight. I'm gonna Pray for us and uh, just wanted to bring that to you. Now I'm going to have to go work on Sunday now that I preach some of that too. but That's okay. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. So let's pray. Come on. Father, We again, we thank you for your presence in this place, God. But Lord, I pray that you would just encourage every one of us in here, Lord, just as you have been stirring me, Father, I pray that you would stir every person here and those that are online right now around the world to be more like David and not like Saul. Be more like David and not his brothers. To be willing to stand up and fight even if all he goes to war with is five stones, a sling, and a staff. It's not about the enemy on the other side. It's about he that's with me. He knew he was fighting in the name of the Lord, his God. He knew in which he trusted and who he entered into that battle for. He knew who was on his side. And God, I pray that the church would be riled up inside and stirred by your spirit. That it's time to go take back this land. It's time to kick this virus out of our nation. Yes, we have authority over things in your name, God. And we pray right now that this virus would be eradicated, its effects. In the name of Jesus, we ask that it would die, God. Lord, we have seen you do miracles, raising the dead, bringing eyes back that are blind, creating ears where there was not any toes. Lord, all the different things, the miracles that you have done through the years, you are still the God that healeth thee. You are still a miracle-working God today. You have never changed. So today we ask again as your church, God, to kill this virus. But Lord, as you're killing this virus, allow your church to rise up again and take back this nation that once again, we may be able to present this nation to you as a holy nation unto God. One nation under God, indivisible, indivisible. God, I speak unity over the body of Christ right now that the enemy is dividing so easily. I speak unity in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to watch over our family here at New Life. Those that are online, Father, just just put your protection around us, God, as we do your work. But Lord, give us insight and wisdom from the Holy Spirit on what you would have us to do. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that tonight, I want you to say amen. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Hey, guys, listen, so the online, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We'll be here again Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and then on Monday night at 7 o'clock on Facebook, we'll have our, our uh, Bible study, so God bless. We're going to sign off for the online community there.